In the Pits is partnered with Compete. Compete is a Texas-based brand by Jell Stewart of professional team AC Diesel that provides custom jerseys, pants, headbands, straps, tech shirts, and any other soft goods to help individuals and teams compete at the highest level. Support Texas Paintball and message Compete on Facebook or Instagram and mention In the Pits podcast for 10% off your entire order. In the Pits is partnered with Get That Shot. Get That Shot now offers first-in-line photo and video editing, 20% off Get That Shot merch, and 20% off prints to all teams that wear the Get That Shot logo on their jersey. Message Get That underscore Shot on Facebook or Instagram to become a Get That Shot program team. In the Pits is partnered with Paintball Kumite. Paintball Kumite is a program designed by Colt Roberts of professional team San Antonio X-Factor to take paintball players of all ages, experience levels, and skill groups and mold them into champions. The program breaks the game down into small, easy-to-learn sessions designed to help you master the fundamentals so that you can elevate your game. Newcomers to the program get a free one-hour introductory class when mentioning In the Pits. To sign up for a class, message at paintballkumite on Instagram. Welcome everyone to episode 18 of In the Pits Paintball Podcast. This podcast is focused on everything that has to do with the paintball scene here in Texas, from professional players and teams to new divisional programs, local tournament series, field owners, Texas-based brands, even photographers and videographers. Every week, we will have a short and sweet episode with a new topic and a new special guest. I'm Christian Smith. I'm a player for the Texas Titans. In this episode, we are going in the pits with Chris Rangel, owner of Under Industries, owner of Veteran Militia, and of the Bunkerfest Tournament Series. Chris, how are you doing this evening? I am good. Um, I like to preface with all these podcasts uh, before we kind of get started, if you don't mind. Um, 988, if you are in a mental health crisis, please reach out to 988. You can text as well. Um, they got trans professionals 24-7, 365 to help you um, if you have any type of you know mental health crisis at any time. You know, um, It's a good service. Make sure you reach out to it. And uh, you, know, you can always use that as a, a tool for your friends as well if they're going through a situation. Um, appreciate you having me on tonight, man. Um, as always, it's good to uh, talk paintball. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for coming on. Uh, that 988 number used to be like a 1-800 number, and now it's just yeah. 988 now, right? Yep. So it took him a long time, actually, because uh, I remember uh, when I was having an issue, it was like, you know, fucking trying to remember an uh, 800 number. And you're like, I got time for all this shit. And then you call the VA and the same thing. You're like, if you have a mental health crisis, dial this like huge ass number. And you're like, why am I? Why is it taking so long? So big. it was a big deal that uh, they finally got it taken care of. And now it's just a three digit. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Uh, thanks for plugging that. All right, Chris. So uh, for those listening that maybe they don't know very much about you. Uh, so how long have you personally been involved in the Texas paintball scene? So let's see. I retired in 2014 and uh, my wife is from Louisville, Texas. So I originally I'm from Oklahoma. So I never came to Texas or had anything to do with Texas until I retired here in um, late 2014. I think we officially moved here. And it's like December or like November. I can't remember exactly. But it was when that first big snow story happened in like 2015, where it was like snowed, snowed, and snowed, and snowed. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm done with this. Cause I, I, was, I actually moved when I was stationed from Washington. And it just like, it kept doing that. It kept snowing like forever. And it's like, okay, I'm tired of this. So, but uh, yeah, 2015, 2014. Uh, I've lived here since 
since then. And um, played the SXBLs um, primarily, and um, probably about the only scene that I've really been able to participate in because I was D2 and D1, so it's kind of difficult to to play mm-hmm. locally. Anyways. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you're uh, still uh, regularly head over to California to play in WCPPL. Yeah, um, I, I play with Mike's League um, predominantly. And anybody, if anybody's curious what I'm fucking doing, I'm, I'm sewing my Oogie boot. <laughs> so, of course, trying to sew with yarn is such a pain in the ass, and I thought I got bigger needles, but I didn't. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I play WC, MVPS, uh, MSXL. Um, I've gone up to Montana to play. Um, travel all over the country. I mean, there's really nowhere that I haven't gone or willing to travel to to play paintball. And, uh, that's that's a dream for a lot of people just to be able to play and travel like that. Uh, so when you retired in 2014, 2015, and you uh, started playing, um, had you already been playing before you retired? Or Oh, yeah. Um, I've been playing... So I think it got brought up the other day. I've been playing for like 28 years. Because like I started playing when like uh kingman had come out with the tiger shark or not kingman uh brass eagle had come out with the tiger shark and that was like 1994 so i've been playing for like 28 years which is fucking nuts i mean i'm th- i turned 38 this year so yeah i've been playing since i was like 10 oh yeah that's a long time uh, so i've only been uh in the paintball scene since uh january of 2015 so right around when you retired is when i began my journey uh, so over those years, uh, what teams have you played for here in Texas? In Texas, um, I played with Honey Biscuits with uh, Justin Dolman. That was his guys. Uh, we played as Wolfpack. That was also a Justin Dolman team. And then uh, Veteran Militia. And then uh, one event with uh, 406. All the 406 guys came out. Uh, but, but that's it. Uh, it's either been VM, VM team of some capacity. Uh, but most of the times in Texas, I'm usually coaching or um, staffing or stuff like that. So most events, I'm not able to play because I'm I'm D2 or I was D1. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, I know. I think I've only seen you at least in the times that I've been playing USXBL. I think I've only seen you maybe like one or two events. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, good to be most- able to see you more more around at least at the Bunkerfest stuff. Yeah, like most of the events there for like USXBL and stuff like that, they run the same time as other leagues. Mm. And so either we'll go out and obviously be doing that as a vendor or I'm doing that as a player so I can actually participate. So, and I mean, it's tough, you know, you get get up in the, the rankings, you go to Purgatory and you got nowhere to play. And the only places you can play currently are WC or NXL. So it doesn't give you a lot of viable options as a player, um, you know, to, to you know keep playing paintball, you know. And, and I still have the drive and the, and the passion to put my shit on it and go out there and, and, and spend points, you know. So yeah, for sure. Do you um, do you have any interest in doing any of the the mech stuff that's starting to come back around? Yeah. Um, so I I was in the office or it's not the office. I was in the meeting with Tim Montrester and Russell. Uh, and the NXL guys and a lot of the other industry guys when he brought up ICC, you know, and he, and he got laughed at um, by everybody, you know, that, you know, he's like, we need to get back to our roots. And so it's good to see that there has been this re- resurgence of what, you know, where I started at, a lot of guys started at, um, 
I was in Chicago. Was it like a ago? Two weeks? Uh, yeah, three, four weeks ago. I don't know. Uh, for ICPL, so I was, I was there for that. Had a really good time at Chicago Badlands. Uh, I did uh, Mike Hinman's Ten Man um, last year. Um, so I've I've done probably five to seven Ten Man or Mech events in the last uh, few years. I missed out on the last ICC, the last real ICC, because uh, the missus got COVID. And then, of course, you know, sharing is caring, so she gave it to me. So I, I missed out on on uh, on that, which I was really bummed about, because I was like the one event, legitimately the one event all year I was looking forward to going to the most. And uh, so I missed out on that. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, well, there's definitely... Uh plenty more mech events to come it seems like it's yeah. really on an uptrend right now it's so. it's definitely a, a different vibe and like that's what i like about it it's it's not the you know you go to a, 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 oh no um you, you go to a x-ball tournament you know and everybody's super focused and you know hyper vigilant and you know whole machismo you know mentality that i've you know got to do the best and i got to be the best and People are assholes, you know, just generally, you know, because that's they're there, they're focused. And you go to Tin Man and it's like, I'm here to have fun with my friends, I'm here to drink beer. If I win a point, cool. If I don't, whatever, you know. And I, it's good to see that there's there is that that same aspect because at the end of the day, that's why we all started kind of playing paintball. You know, it's just to be with my friends and have a good time. And whatever happens in that box happens in, in that box. But, you know, I'm not worried about it. For sure. Uh, it seems like a great time. I, I haven't personally gone into it, but uh, it's a goal of mine for sure. So I, I definitely uh, would do it, man. Yeah. Uh, so, Chris, with being in the scene for so long, so what are some things that have changed, at least within Texas, for better or for worse over your uh, over your career or involvement in the scene? Um, I mean. I, I OK. I can't say exactly, you know, on the cultural side, I'm going to use that word a lot because that's, that's to me is where things are currently. Um, you know, it's definitely is a, a singular vibe on, on the culture of Texas paintball. Um, and it's, there's really not a lot of diversity. Um, and so that's something that I definitely have seen. And that's why I, I've gone elsewhere, to play paintball um, repeatedly. It's just, you know, better competition or it's cheaper. Um, you know, and that, and that sucks, you know, because, it, it, I shouldn't be have to to travel to be able to play paintball. Um, not that I don't like traveling, but it would be nice to be able to do play. Uh, it would be nice to not have to do that. Um, and so that's you know something that you know ties into what I've been doing with Bunkerfest and what we're looking forward to doing in the future is is moving that culture forward and doing something you know to help uh, get new growth. And, and you know and it, it all ties together you know um and then and, you know it's one of those things like i've been here you know for several years i haven't seen anything drastically change that i in my opinion moves that needle forward uh, when i look in in a broader spectrum of the rest of the country it's a highlighter box mm -hmm. so that you can highlight everything inside that box mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, something that I've noticed, at least uh, anytime you watch an NXL event, there's 
more than likely going to be a Texas team that makes uh, the finals field, or at least back when uh, divisional used to play on the pro field for the finals. Uh, yeah. You would always see a couple of Texas teams, and you would always hear how Texas is this mecca of paintball, or at least like the current powerhouse. Um, but uh, surprisingly, whenever you actually come to play in Texas and come to play locally, there's really just D5 and D4. Um, yeah, and, and so like I, I was pulling numbers yesterday. Nothing, nothing's gonna happen, but I have to listen, okay? Um, I was looking at numbers, and so USXBL has had 38, 42, 42 in a, in a, um, a 38 event team wise. And then you look in retrospect to, and I, I actually was looking at this morning, um, in retrospect to the other leagues, pull it up real quick so I can talk smartly over this over the subject i gotta do a little scrolling you know how group chats are man like they 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 hit a nerve and then all of a sudden it's just like a thousand messages yeah for sure mm -hmm. so sorry still scrolling all right so of this year usxbl 43, 43, 38, 42. Then you look at WC. WC has not had an event with less than 100 teams. 106, 123, 102, 101. MSXL, north of us. 80, 86, 85, 66, 66. You look at Florida, MVPS. 86, 106, 93, 84, 78. So it's like, what are we not doing or what is not happening here that is driving the same tempo that you see in California and Florida. And you're right. Like you see in the finals, typically it's a Texas team or a Florida team. So obviously we, we have the talent here. We've got some of the best fields in the country. So why are we so stagnant on our, our out, you know, outturn and Tom Coles even said, he's like, you know, Texas has been lackluster. And I'm like, well, you know, why is it? He's like, we don't know. I'm like, all right, well, something, some dynamic has to change to make, that those numbers you know change so you know what is that you know is it one thing or is it multiple things you know is, yeah. is there a, a tiered approach that needs to be taken to make those those numbers larger or get more people involved you know get more new players or get older players or whatever the case is yeah and it's um granted i haven't started playing USXBL until uh, really 2020, but it seems like at least, you know, looking back on PB leagues, there did used to be kind of a uh, bigger player base or a bigger team base within like 2016 to 2019, uh, at least in the higher divisions. Like I'm looking just at the 2019 national championship and in division three, you know, there was, there was eight teams. This last USXBL championship, we had four. Yeah. Um, division. You know, and, and why is that? Like, is it is it cost? Is it venue? Is it a time of year? You know, are guys saving for cup? Or, you know, has the economy really hammered guys to that point where now they're taking, you know, a step back from those leisure activities? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it is, um, it's, it's kind of sad to see that it's, you know, after division four, once you hit up to D three, 
um, there's not really a local scene, or at least not in these last couple of years. Hopefully, uh, Bunkerfest, whenever it arrives next year, starts to change that. And I'm sure there's a lot of factors more than just like it's just one league or, you know, the whole controversy about counting APPA points versus not counting APPA points. Um, but I mean, I understand why. Uh, why they do that, you know, because they don't want to force out, you know, kids. But then, in my opinion, when Greed shows up and they showed up to, to um, Mardi Gras, Mr. Hunter, please stop. Please stop. They show up to Mardi Gras. And granted, like all those guys on Greed, they're D2 caliber players. Like they're, they're solid guys. Like Josh has done a great job, or Bonner. Yeah, Bonner has done a great job with that organization. Those kids and everyone on that team knows goddamn well they should be playing D2. But because of the way it has been, um, they're all D4 and D3. So they get to they get to show up, get no points at a tournament, win the tournament repeatedly. I think they won the last one again. You know, again, nothing to them. This isn't like a knock on, on them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're winning, but they're not ranking up, they're not being forced out. And so on one turn of the, of the coin, USXBL is trying to ice or not isolate, um, insulate those players so that they can continue playing in the local league. And in turn, you know, it's in my opinion, it stagnates the growth. But on the other side of the coin, there's nowhere for these kids to go. You know, and you know, is it the the long hard road that that Mike Henman did with the WC, where you just got to have the you got to have the division. And as time has grown on, like I was, I was that kid playing. Uh, fuck was it? I play, I started with Notorious, and we were playing. I played against fucking Yarber and, and Glader Gaze and, and all those dudes at WC um, back in 2014. And then you know there was years there's only six of us. You got to play that long game, you know, or do you say fuck it? I'm not going to even waste my time, money, or, or energy. And just, you know, focus on D3 and D4, you know. But in my opinion, you know, looking on the bigger scale, there's no reason we can't have similar turnouts that we that other leagues are, are having, you know. So, but that comes down to time, money, and energy. Hmm. Is it easier just to worry about getting 40 teams and calling it, calling it good? You know, oh, we got we got four teams in D three. That's great. You know, or maybe we change some some key optics, and uh, we we can get more than that. You know, and yeah. those are questions that are going to come up with Bunker Fest. You know, inadvertently that we're going to have to answer. You know, so yeah, and I'm sure that uh, we'll we'll talk a lot more about those those like kind of individual puzzle pieces as we go forward with the show. Um, yeah. yeah, even, I mean, we've got a lot of guys in the chat right now. Uh, some of them from the Texas Titans, uh, some of them from other organizations as well. They're saying, you know, kind of their opinions of what, what all is going right, what all is going wrong. Um, and uh, like my biggest thing is I want to make this clear is like, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not, I'm not taking a knock or a dig at anybody because I, I don't care. Um, my thing is, it, this goes back to culture. And especially from like the Marine Corps standpoint, is that you'd get into a rhythm, go on deployment, 
and come home. That culture that you built over that 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 set of period, good or bad, um, would would drive the train for the next you know op tempo. So if you had a bad culture, that culture was what you got to deal with. And so to me, it's time. And again, this isn't a knock or dig at anybody. It's time for the culture of our scene. It needs a change. It needs something else. And, you know, we've had several years of the same thing over and over. Now it's time to try something different. Um, not saying that Bunker Fest is that different. Um, but in, there has to be a cultural change at the helm to drive a new dynamic to, to make something happen. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And I think just BunkerFest, even if it's not the solution, but the fact that it is the catalyst for all of this change is going to be, uh, I think over the long term, uh, going to be a really healthy thing for the scene. I think that a lot of players and teams that are hovering in that D4, D3 uh, kind of, I guess, purgatory, for lack of a better word, um, feels that this upcoming season is going to be a season full of big change and yep. which I think is, is going to be very well welcomed. Uh, I think so, it's, it's, it's cool too. Cause I was, I was listening to um, Greenspan and Spica's thing today at Tom Colon. I don't know if it was a recent episode or whatnot, but Tom, you know, kept bringing up Texas in the first part of the show. And so, you know, to me, that's good. One, you know, not only having a new regional player, but also having, you know, the NXL having more vested interest in, in growing Texas you know, and growing that dynamic uh, for the player base. So to me, that's a win-win because you and me as players now have diversity of product to invest our money into, invest our, our entertainment, you know, because that's what I see this as. This is entertainment, you know, so it's good to see that we're getting more options. Um, you know, and we get to have different experiences with, with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, so Chris, we've talked a little bit about bunker fest and we'll circle back towards that around the end, but I want to start first with, uh, your involvement with veteran militia. Uh, so yep. I know that, uh, at least talking with other, uh, members that have played under the veteran militia name. I said that you're kind of the the guy in charge. I don't know if owner is the right word to describe. Yeah, your involvement. I, I don't. Maybe I don't like that word because it's it was Travis and myself oh, started this. Uh, Travis Kerr. Um, he's kind of take a, a hiatus, but he's come back, and we're gonna have a very stern talking to um, when it, when we uh, I see him again at Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's something else altogether. So the thing was is that we we this all when all the, the twenty two push ups was going around and. and the ALS challenge of dumping ice on your head was, you know, that whole thing was going on. Right. So we knew and we know suicide's bad. We know that. It's it's a fucking no-brainer. So for us, it was like, well, how do we do something on our ground roots level that we can do to try to make a difference? And I and I and I'm gonna use that as loose as difference as possible. Because for us, you know, just getting a guy to talk is making a difference. Um, you know, and I told Tom Cole this morning, cause I was talking to him on the phone, you know, two days ago, I had a guy message me and said, Hey man, I'm thinking about killing myself. Um, I'm like, well, first off, that's the fucking wrong answer. He's like, well, I don't know what to do. Well, man, like, where are you at? 
well, I'm doing this. All right. So what you need to do is, is take a step back and a change of seat. You need to change your culture. You know? and, and I harp on this, this caveat a lot because that's what it is. You know, your life is a culture in that respect of like, you keep doing the same shit. You're going to get the same outcome. Um, you know, he's like, well, I do, all I do is work and I come home and I'm miserable. Okay. We'll take fucking time off. He's like, I can't. Okay. So what's more important, your job or you? Well, obviously I am. Well, no shit. You got You got kids and you got a wife. You know, and if that job's going to fucking shit can you for having a mental health crisis, then that's somewhere you probably don't want to be at, you know? And, you know, so we talked for like two hours, you know, and I, and I, I'm oh, by no means a professional, yeah. but that's at the base root of what Daddy? we tried. I am talking. No, please go in the other room. Um, at the base root of all this is why we started VM was to give guys an outlet to talk. You know, and paintball is just a catalyst for us to get together and bullshit and have that that camaraderie that a lot of us experienced. And then post service, we miss the most. Guys, mm-hmm. I want you in here. Either you be quiet or you leave. Yeah, I I mean I totally uh, I totally appreciate. I mean the the constant and consistent effort that y'all are making. I mean uh, even just at the start of the show, plugging nine eight eight. I can see it's a continued kind of, I guess, mission statement or I'm I'm not sure exactly the word. It's, it's tough, you know, it's like, and again, like I told Tom, it's like, he's like, you know, you're, you're the, you know, you're in charge. I'm like, I'm not in charge. There's, there's 12 other guys on VM. Mm -hmm. I'm the most vocal because, you know, I've been in, I've been doing paintball. So people know me I'm the, I'm the honest asshole that you hate. And I, I honestly, I kind of feel like that. But people, I respect Chris, but he's a fucking dick. You know, well, I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm not going to change who I am. But I'm here to help you. You know, yeah, for sure. And so, you know, I, you know, want to give back and use my platform as much as I possibly can to help these guys out. You know, you know, and so like, you know, paying for entry fees or paying for paint or whatever the case is to get these guys together is you know, why we're doing VM as a whole, you know, and if I can get these guys to know that they've got somebody either on the keyboard or down the street or someone that they can reach out to in their time of need and be like, all right, dude, like just talk, you know, if I can get you to talk, then hopefully we can get the right people involved so that that individual doesn't make a final choice that is catastrophic. You know, and not to say that we haven't had suicides in the group and we've, we've lost guys, but at the same time, you know, if someone posts up and like, Hey, I'm having a, a, I'm having a fucking rough go, you know, all the, all the bullshit, the banner stops and everybody fucking consolidates and, and uh, insulates that individual to, to help them. You know, and that's, that's, to me, that's exactly what we set out to do uh, back in 2015, 2016. One of those. So, yeah, man. Well, that organization has really grown. Uh, and current, I mean, you see it at World Cup this year. Uh, there's currently 13 veteran militia lines registered across all of the divisions. And yep. uh, this. Uh, Trying to break divi- 19. That's <laughs> our goal. Like, that's my goal is to get 19 because that's what we had uh, prior to COVID. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, and. I think that this year is extra special because of the 
yeah, edition of the Commander's Cup. Cup. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so that's going to be taking place on the pro field uh, and be a competition between the different branches. So, so yeah, what was that like getting that set up? All right. So Commander's Cup's been in my fucking brain for, I don't know, a hot minute. And then I got real drunk. I got real, I got, I got real drunk. And then I messaged Tom Cole when I was drunk and I was like, Hey Tom, I want to do commander's cup. He's like, well, what is it? I was like, it's all the, all the veterans just beat the shit out of each other. Talk shit. We do it on, we do it on a veterans day. He's like, all right, let me get back to you. And, uh, so then like a couple weeks go by and I got, I got drunk again. I messaged Tom I'm like, Hey, what's up? He's like, all right, we're in. Yeah. And then it's just, it's just grown. So like, uh, once I got the green light, um, and, and Tom and myself talked with uh, Jason Trojan at uh, ICPL. It just it's grown, and so like you know, reached out to Wes and Curtis for the Army team. Uh, Dwayne and myself took the Marine team. Will and Chuck took the uh, Air Force team, and then Evan and Neville took the, the Navy team. And I was like, "Hey, dudes, like this is on you. You build your team. You know, here's here's the allocations. You get this many boat spaces." Fill up with whoever the fuck you want, um, you know. And we've done our, we've tried to do our best to use as many VN guys as we possibly can. Um, but we also brought in some ringers because the Marines got a win. It's it's our birthday, and it's on Veterans Day, so you know we're trying to get that win. But at the same time, you know, again, just trying to give these guys an opportunity. So we, you know, we like on the Marine team as example, uh, Crystal Clark. She was one of the very very first people uh, to be part of VM. So you know, she's with us. You know, and, and given the other guys who might never have an opportunity to do something like this, we brought them on board as well. You know, because it's, it's again, you're trying to get as many guys involved as we can. You know, we've had other guys reach out. You know, I'm a veteran. How I get involved? Like, join VM. Um, you know, obviously this year's kind of already set its course, but I look forward to seeing this again. You know, grow come next year. And I even you know, thought about it, it's like this is something that I can maybe do on my level here in Texas. You know, having Texas teams show up and do the same thing, you know, but it's good because, you know, I'm loving all of the energy. Like I think literally no bullshit. Like Wes and Curtis got like 200 friend messages, which is, which is awesome because wow. Wes is a hermit. And so knowing that he had to talk to people really just warmed my heart. Um, but yeah, like we had like substantial growth in the VM page. Uh, we went from like 2,400 members to like 2,700 members almost overnight. So it's, it was really good. Um, you know, and then a lot of these guys are like, well, I play paintball. So it's like, where you at? You know, and it's good to see that the guys are linking up and continuing the the overall mission of getting together and playing paintball. Cool. Uh, do you have a goal to make this uh, like an annual thing? Um, I mean, I would love to, to see it get carried forward uh, with the NXL. Um, but I mean, it's always one of those things. I, I just kind of take everything, uh, you know, one step at a time. If we're able to continue doing it every year with the NXL, that'd be phenomenal. You know, if we're not able to to do it, then you know, I want to on my level um, make it possible. You know, mm. but it's like I, you know, I want to have many people involved. You know, I think what I think one thing we're going to do for next year is like if ever if you played this year's Commanders Cup, you're not eligible for next year's Commander Cup. That way, we get a whole fresh set of faces on that, and uh, you know, get more people involved. Um, doing stuff like that, you know, um, and, and keep guys engaged, you know? Yeah. That'd be, uh, I'm looking forward to watching it. It's going to be, uh, yeah. So, uh, on, on Thursday during the lunch break, um, and so army will play 
Navy, and then uh, we'll play the Air Force. And the cool part on Thursday is we have all veterans doing the refing as well. So there should be a lot of debauchery. There should be a lot, a lot of just blatant, just beating each other into the ground. And uh, just some really good paintball. Like, that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, and so uh, Harvey, uh, Doc Harvey, he's a vet as well. And I met him when I started playing the CFOA. And I was like, hey, man, you've, you've been a head ref. You know, you know what needs to get done. Um, and well, I'm he likes you. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, Hey, man, like, you know, I told all the rest, I was like, you know, I'm not trying to influence you all, but you know, don't let don't let this come down to who got the least penalties, you know. <laughs> and if like, and if you ever watched the army and marine or army and navy football game, you oh. know exactly what I mean. Like, these guys go out there pound the shit out of each other for 60 minutes and then turn right around, get online, listen to the national anthem, hug it out and then go back to their alma maters, you know, and the refs just let the, let it happen, you know, because it's, it's, you know, it's part of the game. Right. So I'm hoping the same happens, you know, and then on Friday we get the pro refs. So who knows what we're getting into with that? Oh boy. So because it was, yeah, Tom's like, is are you guys gonna cheat a lot? I'm like, Tom, does a, does a sailor drink? <laughs> so yes. I want, you know, I got, I gotta say, you know, thank you to Tom and and the powers that be um, to helping us, you know, make that happen. So but yeah, it's just been a wild idea in the back of my head for for a while, and uh, now we get to to make it happen. So yeah, well, we're looking forward to watching it. It's gonna be. Uh... At the yeah. very least, it's going to be entertaining. I think you can that's, guarantee that's that. That's what we want. That's what we want. All right. Uh, so for everybody in the chat, welcome. Um, we will be taking questions at the end of the episode. So if you have something you want to ask Chris, uh, go ahead and type it in now. I see a couple of y'all are asking what Chris is working on over there. So I'm working on, I'm, I made an Oogie Boogie outfit and I'm sewing the, the panels up uh, to make, you know, get some accents. So there's the one side. So I'm, I'm I'm dressing up as Oogie Boogie for Halloween, and I don't have any time. I literally fly out tomorrow for WC. I come back from that, and then we got to spin up for you know cup uh, layout. I'm flying down to Austin for practice. Come back from that, you know, and then you know, heading out the door for World Cup. So wait, yeah. Uh, so y'all continuing on? Oh my goodness, we got the chat popping off right now. All right. So continuing, um, in addition to, uh, everything that you do for veteran militia, you are also the owner of under industries, which makes apparel and soft goods for paintball as well as other sports. Yep. I think I've seen you make, uh, like tech tees, especially for like, uh, kind of like shooting competition teams yep. and a whole bunch of other things as well. So tell me about the origins of like, what made you want to start under industries? So under, um, started as a paintball team in North Carolina was all, um, Bunch of military guys, mostly Marines, and, and a couple. Turn that down, please. Mm. Uh, a couple other military brats, and um, that's how the that's how under started. Underprivileged started. Hold on one second. All right, so y'all, uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, under they are a, a pretty big, pretty big company in uh, the paintball scene. They make mostly soft goods, I'd say. Uh, yeah, we're all soft goods. It'd be cool to get into hard goods, but I don't have, I don't got millions of dollars and, I, and everything that under has done has been bootstrapped. So, you know, one project pays for the next project and, and 
that's how it's been since we've started. Uh, but back to your question, um, we started doing headbands and goggle straps. And then from there, in between deployments, I'd come back, be broke because I was a E3 and I was only making like 600 bucks every two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then you spend all that money playing CFOA, uh, five man and X ball. So you go broke really quick. Um, and so started doing headbands and goggle straps is trying to make extra money. And, um, was doing that for a while, come back from deployment. I was like, all right, let's try this. All right. No, leave it alone. Well, uh, and um, exploded. No, I mean, you've got a whole yeah. lot of other stuff than just uh, headbands and goggle straps now. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I was talking with uh, the father in law, you know, it's like, it's crazy when I sit back and look at this because, like, by all means, it really shouldn't have not grown into. Mm-hmm. to the what it's grown into and i'm i'm very thankful that we've had the continued op- opportunity to be able to do that you know and going and making that first jump to do pants and the pants did really well all right let's start doing jerseys the jerseys were really really shitty but it was always the continuation to make them better and better and better and now i feel like we're at a spot where we, we really make a really good jersey and you know, and it's like, okay, well, what else can we do? All right, let's try gear bags. All right, we made a real good gear bag. All right, let's make a better gear bag. Um, you know, and it's just one of those things of never being, uh, never settling. You know, it's kind of one of our little mantras. And that, in that same mentality, it's like always make your position better. And you know, that's what's always driving me. It's like, okay, can we make a better jersey? Can we make a better set of pants? And I, you know, case in point, um, we're in ICPL, and James from Adrenaline's like, you know, when's your next set of pants come out? I'm like, well. How do I make these pants better? He's like, I don't know. These are really, really good pants. He's like, I'm on my third year and they haven't even broken yet. Wow. I'm like, exactly. So how do we, you know, how do we make this better? It's like, well, I don't know, man. Good one. You know, and then that's the kind of thing I'm in. It's like, you know, I, and I said this a lot, you know, I only get one opportunity with a customer. So I have to give you the best model product that I could possibly give out because that's probably all I'm going to get. And the way paintball is, it's very fecal. It's very fanboyish. You know, guys are set in their ways, and you, so you might never get an opportunity. And the internet public court of appeals is the most important thing to people. Well, under sucks. Why? Because some shit that I read in 2014 said he sucked. Have you ever worn a shit? No, but fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> that's typically that's typical paintball. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I have um, I've got a jersey and pants that you custom made for me. That uh, that Cloud Nine logo with the the blue yeah. stripe down the side. Yeah. Got that. I know that uh, locally at X Factor, we have the Dragoons that play with us, and they've been yep. a long time under team. Yep. Uh, Sasha and his boys are they're good dudes. Sasha's a good dude. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so I'm sure that over, you know, how, how long have you been going with under now? Uh, 2014, 2015, or no, sorry, 2008. 2007, 2008. 2008. Oh, so over goodness like the 13 14 years now i'm sure there have been lots of ups and downs so what have you uh what have been some steps that you've taken to kind of make sure that uh under stays alive like and the continued success of your business and do you have any tips for anybody who's like looking to you know be like a hopeful entrepreneur out there um i mean entrepreneurship you know is a hot buzzword you know in today's today's world um, I think that really that it comes down to is you have to be willing to sacrifice. You've got to be able to, to live bare and pun intended to, to make those, those things happen. You know, they're not overnight. Um, nothing 
in this in clothing anyway is is, is instant success. Um, and you have to you have to stay humble and hungry. You know, it's different when you're selling you know something that you don't have to worry about the manufacturing piece. You know, clothing I've got to put my name on it and I have to you know, live up to the expectations that it's going to do what it's supposed to. Um, you know, and we've had plenty of opportunities to learn and grow over the years and, and try to, you know, ensure that we're not doing the same mistakes, you know, and again, going back to the, the internet public court of appeals of, you know, PB nation or, you know, Facebook, you know, that holds a lot of weight to people. You know, I've had guys who up like, fuck you, Chris. I'm like, what, who are you? Like, what did I do? He's like, nothing. I just don't like you. I've never talked to you in my life, but good to go, man. You know? And I like, that's like no bullshit. I've had that happen. You know, you're an asshole. Okay. Well, why? Well, cause you, you told my buddy so-and-so and it's like, well, did he deserve it? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know either, man. I mean, you know, I, I try to be helpful to everybody, but you know, it is what it is. So, and, and that's, you know, paintball is a weird dynamic, um, you know, as is. So it's, it's always one of those things. Um, but anybody like looking to, you know, to, to do their own business. No, no, buddy. You know, you've got to be resilient. There's good highs and, there, and there's some real terrible lows. When you blow 10 grand on a product that you think is going to be phenomenal and no one buys it or it's just terrible and, and guess what? You're not getting your money back to, to reinvest that in another one. And because I've had that happen. And you're just like, well, fuck, what do I do? Do I, do I, do I fucking call it quits or do I double down? And, and now I got to work twice as hard to make up for the shit box that I just got myself into, you know, and, and being resilient in the, in those types of situations. Uh, I tell a lot of people, you know, if I didn't have my time in the military, you know, I probably wouldn't be as successful as I am with a lot of the lows that you'll see in paintball because of the way it is. That's just how the sport is, you know, and you can see it on, on, doesn't matter how many times you play, you're going to get your ass beat. And then one Sunday a year, you might get lucky and be on top, you know, or you work your ass off and you make those consistent Sundays. And that's what you try to get to, you know, as a, as a business, it's yeah, just sure. being consistent, you know? Yeah. It seems like that's, consistency is a very difficult thing to do. People don't understand just like how tough it is to, um, even with everything being thrown at you, just to keep going on, never, uh, you know, taking a day off or um, just continuously applying, you know, everything that you can. It is tough. It's tough. You know? So, so, uh, so yeah. Now, uh, do you have anything like kind of looking forward for the future of under industries? Do you have any exciting things that are coming up or, uh, so like product wise, um, like I'm working on some new joggers, um, working on some new joggers, working on some new pants. Um, uh, we're working on different materials for jerseys. Um, I mean, I'm always doing their stuff. I'm always testing things. If it comes to market, that's always a, a tough one. Um, you know, because I, I don't want to take a step back. You know, like, again, like we only get one opportunity. So I'll make sure that the opportunity that we do present is the best that we can. Um, I, I mean, I'm always trying different things, you know, always trying to do, you know, different things on pod packs and various soft goods. Um, like for as a company, you know, we're always trying to get more involved into youth athletics, uh, recreational sports, shooting sports, uh, fishing, um, anything that we can do, you know, custom jerseys on. 
regardless of who it's for, you know, who it's for or what it's what the end state is. Because everybody wants to be a peacock. Everybody wants to show off, you know, what they love and what they they're passionate about. So if we can um, be that reason to, to be able to make that happen, I'm all about it. Sure. All right. Uh, so also uh, you've, you know, as if that wasn't enough, uh, you've also taken to resurrecting the BunkerFest series. And in the last two years, you've had uh, at least what I would consider two very successful events in both uh, Round Rock and at LA Extreme in Louisiana. So what made you want to take up this this massive task of resurrecting BunkerFest and why BunkerFest specifically rather than just making a whole new series with a whole new name? So we took over Animal in 2019. And just going through all the, all the files, all the, all the IP of Animal, I stumbled across BunkerFest. And as a kid, I was poor. So I didn't, I didn't get to go to BunkerFest. I lived in Oklahoma, um, watched them in Warpig and, and, and whatnot. So I knew it as a kid. But, you know, going through all the Animal, arc, our animal uh, Customs archives, that's where I found BunkerFest. And so I reached out to Mondo, and I was like, hey. Um, and for you guys who don't know, Mondo owned and operated Animal Customs for a decade plus, um, maybe almost 20 years. And so him and Ryan Gray started BunkerFest. And so at the time, in 2018, I had reached out, you know, and kind of, you know, talked to Mondo about, you know, his experiences and whatnot. And so, you know, I was like, well, this would be cool to to bring back and, and do something with. Um, no expectations more than just getting, you know, 10 teams, which would probably just be my friends, to have a, a one-off tournament and whatnot. And so originally we were going to go to FIT um, and, and host a tournament, you know, reach out to JD. He was all about it. It's super fun. Um, and then, you know, like all things in paintball, fucking politics got involved. And so then, you know, we weren't able to do it, try to reach out to several fields, all kind of the same, you know, the, the joys of the back end of paintball that people don't see every day. You know, the politics got involved, and so we had to scrap it. Um, and so we were like, all right, we'll recock for 2019. And, you know, we were all ready to go, and then COVID happened. So that really, you know, again, fucking was a huge disappointment. Um, what's that? Might be a year off. Don't keep me on the years. I'm, I'm bad with, I'm really bad with this shit. Um, and so we, you know, we didn't get to do it because of COVID. And then, you know, oh, sorry, it was 19, 20, and then 21. Yep. And so, um, you know, we're like, all right, fine. We won't go to a field. I'll just invest everything on my own. I will do this all fucking bootstrapped up. I'll invest every fucking dollar under industries has made. And I'm going to do this because now I want to do this. You know, before it was just like, I want to have a good time. Now it's like, I want to prove not only to myself, but everybody else who fucking try to stop this from happening, you know, and they can say otherwise, but I, that's how I feel. Um, at the end of the day, all right, well, now we're going to do it. Um, and I set forth, you know, just like anything else I've ever done, um, you know, took the same mentality that I, I would do for planning for a mission downrange. Um, you brought in the absolute best people that we could. Um, you know, did all, all the internal um, planning and everything like that. And, and had, you know, D-Day, you know, happen uh, in, in Austin. And in my, you know, besides the, f the fucking weather, which is the one thing I can't do anything with, I really feel like we, you know, we put on a fucking banger an event. Um, and that really set the, the tone for Mardi Gras. 
Um, you know, and so, you know, um, it, it, it really transpired out of that, you know, why I got told no. I mean, when it really comes down to it. I got told no. And so that I don't like being told no. I don't like being told I can't do something. Um, and, you know, and I look back, you know, would I be where I'm at right now um, if I would have done the first event and just walked away? I probably would be. Uh, I probably would have been content and, and just used it as a, something fun to do each year, you know, um, with my friends. But now it's turned into this, this thing that has consumed fucking every fiber of my body. Um, I wake up. I'm like, I'm thinking like, what can we do? How can we make it better? What can we change? What else can we do? You know, and that wheel is continuously spinning in my head and I love it. I, I love the creative process of all the stuff. And I'm always, I'm sharing it with like, I got two groups. I got the, the, the bunker fest um, group of like all the guys who actually work the event with me. And then I have like my boys, that's what it's called. Like the boys chat. And I'm constantly like, you know, Give me feedback, you know, don't, don't bullshit me. Like, you know, cause we're all that same kind of in that, that, that sphere, you know, how can we do things? How can we change things? What can we make better? You know, the bitch moans and complaints that we all have after tournaments, you know, what can we do to mitigate, uh, to make, you know, this experience better? We're constantly trying to, you know, look elsewhere in the entertainment industry about making those items cross over into what we're doing, you know, and now it's it's this point where I woke up. I was like, um, I want to do this. You know, I remember having the conversation with Russell um, from DLX. He's like, because you know he was he was uh, spinning up with with Tim. He's like, well, why don't you take that step? Yeah, you know, we're going back. You know, are you ready for that? It's gonna be a lot of money, a lot of time. And I'm like, I got nothing but time and money. I'm retired, and I'm looking forward to the challenges. And, you know, we made it through Austin. We made it through D-Day. Um, and I, we were talking earlier, some of the fucking roughest shit possible to make that tournament happen. And then it go off with the way it did. And we were able just to fucking power through all the adversity really drove the narrative into Mardi Gras. And I really honestly felt that Mardi Gras was as perfect as a tournament that could possibly be held in the capacity it was held in. Like, Drew knocked out of the park with LAX. Um, the staff fucking was phenomenal. The refing was solid. The weather was perfect. Um, the two issues that we had were not a, a factor at all to our participants. And, you know, um, everybody went home with a, with a happy face and a belly full of crawfish. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that uh, the Mardi Gras event was just, we enjoyed every bit of it. And, like just, I mean, yeah, the weather was great. I, I do remember those two issues that you were talking about. One of them was, I think there was a generator that blew or something like that. Yeah. And, so but the, you the were already, yeah, yeah, you were already like over an hour ahead of schedule. So you're just like, you know what? We're yeah. just going to take our lunch break now. Why not? And then. Just and it, it's, and that schedule. goes back, it goes back to um, having subject matter experts on hand to deal with your issues. Um, and, you know, that, that's one of the key things, you know, on a combat patrol. Um, hmm. I'm not an expert in explosives. I can deal with it, but I'm not, an I'm not a fucking expert. So I'm going to bring in an EOD tech. I'm not an expert in call for fire. You know, can I do it? Absolutely. But I ain't proficient enough to, 
to feel confident fucking putting bombs on, on dudes' heads. So I'm going to call on an FO. I'm going to bring an FO on a patrol. The same mentality and the same um, respect to those individuals comes down to what, you know, how we operate. I have a guy who is specifically brought in to watch a generator and in the air. That's his whole fucking fo- focus for however long the tournament goes. His, his whole thing is just to do that job. And, I, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, we were able to catch early on that we were having a, a heating issue on the generator because a head gasket had blown and it was leaking oil into the electrical circuits so was going to catch on fire and be like, hey, like, you know, we're good. And at the same time, all the refs are, you know, fucking some of the best in the country who kept us at almost all times an hour ahead of schedule. So it was like, all right, make a phone call, get a new generator on, on route. Hey dudes. And you know, whoever's in the pit, I can't remember, but I was like, Hey dudes, we're an hour ahead of schedule. You guys are up next. Oh, uh, looks like, uh, Chris, Chris, you yeah. still there? It looks like we lost you for a second there. I'm here. Um, let me share my screen again. That's what like, discord has been acting up. Like, um, but, um, you know, I told us, it was like, Hey dudes, we're an hour ahead of schedule and, um, you know, we're going to take a tactical pause as soon as this match is done. It's field two that they had no idea what was going on. Generator came in, swapped out 10 minutes. We were back on schedule and we were still 30 or 40 minutes ahead of schedule by the time we got all that done, you know, and that's just a testament to having good people on board doing their job, you know, people being passionate and, and proactive to making sure that you know we're giving the best follow product to our participants you know i don't like using the word customer um feels kind of dirty which is weird but you know that's you know i i'm i'm super happy with the with the people that we've been able to bring on board for the team because they've made this possible and i tell them every every fucking time like you are the reason that i'm able to be successful and do what we're, we're able to do. You know? And when, if I didn't have them, you know, this wouldn't be as successful as it's been. You know, so you know, if there are any of those guys that listen to this, you know, again, thank you guys because you know, you're just as important as my stupid ass ideas. <laughs> I, I know that uh, after both of the events, you release like your after action report where you just basically discuss everything that happened, went right, went wrong. And it really opened my eyes into seeing like just how much back end there is to putting on oh, yeah. an event like this. Uh like at the first event, how you know, the whole the whole weather not cooperating a couple of days prior and the the mud and uh yet, you know, the event still happened. Yeah. And it was I, still a, a big success. <laughs> I got, I got told this on Thursday when it was lightning and raining on us. Like, if you want to go home right now, I respect you. Like, I ain't, I ain't going to think nothing of you, but I got to feel the build. Mm-hmm. And this is it. You know, I've spent every fucking dollar I possibly have made to make this happen. And I'm not leaving until the field's up, you know, and the guys rallied and, and made it happen, you know, and that's a testament to their, their hard work as well. Yeah, and uh, it's also showing with just the amount of uh, hype and interest that you've generated for this series just after two events. Like they believe me, all of the struggles that you've gone through and how, like, how it 
I don't, I don't want to say easy, but how successfully you were able to overcome these struggles have been noticed and you're getting a lot of players, teams, and organizations, um, really hyped to see what's coming up next year. So not just like with the series that's happening over at giant, but also with the, uh, the Denver mile high open. So, uh, is, do you want to tell us anything more about those? Yeah. I mean, just to caveat kind of what you were just saying, I like paintball is a social sport. Like, all this is social. And so, you know, like we were talking earlier off air is that. I don't know what you do with a little bear. Um, it to me is important to share the journey because that is, that is a big piece. It's, it, this is something people who play competitively like we do or, or have done, you know, this it's, this is, it engrosses your fucking life. Like regardless of like you really want to admit it or not, this is your dirty little vice. And for a lot of us, we want to talk about it. We want to be energized. We want to be passionate about this because we are, you know, and you're going to go through the highs and lows of, I don't want to fucking do this anymore. Case in point, CFOA 2009 lost every fucking match. I hated the payable. I didn't want to play anymore. And then for some reason we got our collective shit together and we started winning every point. And then we won the tournament. Man, I can't be more happier than my whole fucking life right now. <laughs> 20 minutes earlier, I couldn't wait to get the fuck home. You know? mm. and, then, and that's, you know, paintball at its core. And in that, you know, you want to share those stories. You want to share that excitement and you want to be involved with it. And so to me and our crew, we want to share that. We want to share as much information. We want it, the hype videos I'm making, you know, getting Macho Man Randy Savage to, to do promos, you know, just stupid shit because it's fun, it's enjoyable, and it, it gives you know you something to talk about and be and be hyped about and excited, and and that's what we want. We want that excitement. We want that hype. Because I remember when I was a, a 10, 12 year old kid watching Mardi Gras, watching all these other venues happening. It's like, man, I'd love to be there. Watching Skynet in Toronto, you know, on the videos and stuff. Like, man, I want to be involved with that. And so if we can continue to capture that or try to cultivate that then I think we're doing, you know, the necessities to make that happen and continue that narrative and make people excited and want to do it. And then, you know, Hey, that's me. I can show mom and dad. I can show wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever the case is, this is me. This is what we're doing. You know, and that's why we have like the free webcast and we try to get everybody on that field at least one time during an event um, to show like, Hey, this is what I spend copious amounts of time on. This is what I'm spending all my fucking money on this right here. And if we can capture that and encapsulate it and then give it back to you guys and make you hungry and, and, you know, just, I cannot wait for that next, that next hit, then we're doing what we're supposed to do as a league, you know? And, and that's what, you know, I wake up and that's what's fucking driving me right now is how do we capture that? How do I capture the 20 plus years I've been doing this so that, you know, that new kid who steps on the field for the first time gets that same, that same euphoria. Yeah, and I can tell you that I uh, from from my perspective that you're you're doing all of those things, but it's not just like, you know, hey, I've put on an event, I've hired some rest, I put a field together and I've got a whole bunch of paint for you to come by and shoot. No, it's it's a lot more than that. It's the experience oh, as yeah. a whole. And just uh you know, obviously I've got the tomahawk here from the first event. That uh is definitely one of those stories that I get to show show off. Um, so like, in, like, like, like that's a perfect example. The dynamic of the MVP award, right? All right. So Maddie Marshall sits up there with Rich Telford and tells terrible jokes for 
three solid days. And then those two pick the MVP. The simple dynamic of asking your team who the MVP was for them did what? It makes that experience 1,000 times more important to you as a player and to the team rather than two talking heads sitting up there and making that decision. But what I didn't do anything different. I didn't, I didn't change anything. I just changed the focal point to the most important person, the team, you know? And, and now we have a better experience. We have more captivating you know, moments that we're able to share that you can go and share with other people to get them involved, to get them passionate about what you're doing. For sure. And, uh, you know, even past that, like, let's talk about, uh, you know, and this is, I hope you don't mind us, me sharing this story, but, uh, you know, come the Mardi Gras event, uh, Texas Titans, we end up getting third place uh, and the medals they're supposed, you know, the little mask is supposed to spin. But, yeah. You know, you tell us like there was like, uh, a kind of hiccup because I guess you said that like the, the original so, company that you got them from like had went under because of COVID. And so you had to find a whole new company yeah. to do this thing. But you know, so you actually it sucked too. Cause like too. that's such a, it was such a cool thing. And the, the pin was just not sturdy enough to hold the weight. And of course, you know, dudes are just smashing on that fucking thing. So they're breaking off, you know, and I, and there's another team they're like the miscommunication that they were supposed to get replacements like for first or something. I was like, I don't recall. I knew the third place were broke. I didn't know what any of the other ones were broke. Right. Yeah, but it's like, you know, companies, you know, the company that we used went belly up. So it's like trying to replicate that with a whole new dying cast, you know, to try to get those back out there and turn into other fiasco. <coughs> but stuff like that, you can't ever plan for. Well, even then, like you've, you've gone above and beyond, like right here, I'm holding <laughs> the old metal that I ended up kind of gluing the mask in place, but what you did is you found a, I'm assuming just a whole entirely new company to get these medals. And, you know, I got the new one right here. Like you, that's not something that you had to do. Like you, uh, you made it right by us. And that is, you know, that extra effort, which I'm sure went a great deal of headache and, uh, some expense on your part just to make it right by our experience. Like that, that goes a huge way for us. Like, and that's important because, again, it goes back to the, the internet. What you go and tell your friend who's never played our event is going gonna, is gonna to base their decision when they're all around the round table about, hey, what events are we going to play? What events are we going to participate? Hmm. <clears throat> you know, and so doing all the little things, that's the most difficult. Do the little things when no one's looking is what is important. That's what drives, you know, the character of this, you know, and that's, you know, it's, again, it's one of the things from the military, you know, being a good person, doing the right thing, you know, is the customer always right? Absolutely fucking not, you know, but, you know, if it's something that's going to mitigate the situation and make it easier, then why not do it? You know, um, did we have to do that? No, you know, it's a, it's an unfortunate circumstance. But, you know, again, it turns into, is it going to make the overall experience better? Or is that something that, you know, you're going to harp on every fucking time we come up in conversation? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, we won, but, you know, we got shitty medals because they broke, you know, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, it's not a big deal, but obviously it's a big deal because, you know, you're still dwelling on it, you know, several months later. Right. Not I mean, saying that the, in this case, but that's 
how people are, you know, in, in paintball, I, I see it as exacerbated with situations like that with different things. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'm sure that uh, listeners of the show who are involved in the Texas paintball scene know as well. Like there's been other events. I mean, even this year where, you know, we've won or we've podiumed and they tell us, oh, we don't have the medals for you. We'll have them, you know, ready for you at the next one. And then we get that, to the next one and they aren't there and they give us some sort of lame excuse. And then by the time the medals get in, and this is something that I actually had happen and it's hanging up here on the wall, like the medal comes in and it has the wrong event printed, the wrong date. So I will say, because I am an old, like for the most part of the, the planning stuff I did on Mardi Gras, I misspelled Mardi Gras. And I and Ken Bryson from Vipers, they he pointed out to me. I was like, man, I'm fucked, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, you're pulling fucking 20 hours a day trying to get ready for these tournaments, and then like, you know, we bought the cups super in advance. You know, we did the medal super in advance. Something as simple as spelling Mardi Gras, you know, I fucked up, and you know, and and he's like, nah, dude, it's cool, it's cool, don't worry about it. You know, and same thing with Mark Fran. You know, he brought it up too, and it's just like, you know, it, it's you know. You, you try to do as best as you possibly can every single time, you know, yeah, and that's sure. why I'm always with my groups. Like, Hey man, I got to tell them if you see me fucking up or you see something fucked up, voice it. Don't hold back. Like I want you to be a vocal participant in this group. I brought you on because I believe in you. And as a leader, I need your feedback. I need to know when we're getting off that course. I need to know when we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing because We've set the standard and we cannot falter from that. We can always meet the standard and we can get better. We can never go below our standard. And that, you know, is a big reason why we canceled Halloween Havoc this year. Um, you know, I went and met with uh, the guys at Giant, super pumped about it. And then I'm looking, okay, you got USXBL. We've got um, another event down in Houston this, this coming week. Um, and then we got World Cup coming up. So can we sustain can the players sustain that much action in this amount of time can we do it to our best of our ability yes we can however we don't believe that the texas player can sustain that much hmm. because his focal point is going to be on world cup so you know instead of forcing an event and, and making that happen we were like all right we'll just take a step back and um you know uh, just plan for for the next season you know, and to me, that was the, the better choice because it, it's going to help make our our series that much better. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, as far as the standard that you set for yourself, it's very high. So whenever those kind of small detail things get missed here and there, it's uh, the fact that you've earned those good graces with everybody. Um, just, you know, those those small things turn into great stories. Like, uh, I think we actually still have our bunker fest check from our first place win where uh texas was misspelled yep you know exactly what i'm talking about and i didn't spell it that's the fucked up part <laughs> i'm like hey i'm like hey put this stuff on here i gotta go take care of this real quick and come back i'm like do you, do you need a dictionary what's wrong <laughs> i'm sorry um, like come on my man yep and i've got uh i've got the check right here actually so uh let's see uh yeah, I did not spell that. So everybody knows I did not spell that. That's like some Alexis Texas stuff right there. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. 
but this this just became a great story. I mean, the whole the whole experience as a whole. Was, so uh, we'll forgive you for that one letter. Um, I appreciate it. So I honestly don't know who spelled it either. I I, I remember I, I had to leave. I was like, hey, prep all this stuff, and uh, I come back and I'm like, Texas, like. What what did we do here? Like, sorry, Mike. We need to go back to school. <laughs> oh, uh, so with all of those stories, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to getting to create more of those next year. So, uh, is there any way for us or anybody listening to help support you and the Bunkerfest series? You know, beyond just signing up and playing the events. Just, I mean, watch us. Watch what we're doing. You know, and and see what we're doing um you know i something that we were doing continuously at at lex was walking around and be like hey man like give us your feedback like good bad and different tell me how we can get better you know um watch the webcast and, and see what you think um you know tell us you know how what do you think of the venue what can we do better you know and just be a vocal participant if you can't be involved um you know in person obviously we want you to come into the event we want you, you know you to come and experience um our brand but, you know, if you're not able to do it, then just, you know, share, share it on, on uh, social media. That's a big piece too. You know, the more eyes that we can get engaged on, um, you know, what we put out, that's a huge piece. You, even if you're not going to participate or if you know someone's going to participate, just share, you know, if, if um, you, you share something, we'll share what your buddy shared, you know, because obviously they're passionate about it. So, Hey man, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to you know, share that same commitment that you are about this you know topic. You know, and, and it just, you know, help, help continue driving that, you know, that's probably the biggest thing we can ask people. Well, uh, that's, that's something I think me and the rest of the Texas Titans organization were, uh, looking forward for yeah. this. We want this to succeed. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely be sharing, helping to, to grow this thing. And so, we, and not just because like we enjoy the experience, but we also like truly believe that. Uh, going forward, this is going to be the best thing for uh, for the Texas scene as a whole. And maybe. Mm, like so Mondo and Ryan were at the first event. And so Mondo, I see I finally see Mondo and he'd been walking around. He, he's actually playing with with his team. And I seen him. I was like, hey, man, how do we do? You know, don't, don't bullshit me. How do we do? He started crying, you know, and that that really helped validate a lot of the sacrifice that we they made. And then, you know, having the conversation with him, you know, like you, you did it, you know, and, and you look at like the last Bunker Fest was like in 2014 or 2012 or something like that. There wasn't a large turnout, you know, you got PSP going on. So obviously they got a huge rival, you know, or um, hurdle to get over the MPPL was still going on. So, you, you know, you lost a good chunk of your, your core players, but, you know, to be able to know that, okay, like we're on the right track. You know, and I talked to Ryan Gray and he's like, Hey man, you're, you're doing all the fucking things that, you know, I see because he, he, you know, he's still on the scene, you know, from the highest level up coaching uh, still, you know, and participating um, every once in a while, but, you know, getting their, their feedback, knowing that we're doing the right things and we're, and we're being where we need to be made all it more, you know, special, you know, and, you know, it goes back to like we were saying, it's like the culture piece. Like I want, I want to change that culture. Um, you know, it's, it's not going to be overnight. Um, I know this, but I'm willing to invest heavily into making that happen. You know? And like I said today, I, I, I sent some infographics out you know, and I was like, 
under is going to bear the majority of this weight. And if we fail, well, we failed. But I know that we gave every fucking ounce of our life to make this happen. And, you know, I'll 100% go out on my sword and be like, hey, dudes, um, we tried. We tried to give you know, all the things that you all bitch about and you complain about and you, you want to see. We, we gave you all that. And you didn't want to participate. You didn't want to show up. You didn't want to give us an opportunity, whatever the case is. So you can go back and, and do the same thing that you've been having. If that's what you want, that's what you want. Um, or, you know, we're super successful and we get to continue driving forward and, and having more opportunities um, for the for the concurrent seasons. So, you know, it's it's a huge step um, for, for us and for myself. A leap of faith, you know, it's, it's a fucking gambling you know, um, proposition is where I kind of sit at with all this because, right. you know, I don't know how things are going to respond. I don't know how the economy is going to happen. I don't know how the players are going to respond. Um, on November 14th, we're going to release our dates. And uh, I'm sure we're going to get a fucking thousand goddamn questions. And we're going to let it sit for a week. And then we're going to, you know, put out some more information um, the following week and, and um, plan, 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 and prep, prep, prep. And then hope to see everybody's smiling faces several months down the road. Absolutely. Uh, we're, uh, I was excited to finally see that there was a, a date for, uh, granted it's a date for a announcement of dates, yeah. but uh, getting that first kind of tidbit of information, I mean, we've been hungry for anything that we can get. And I know that you and I, we've been personally uh, messaging each other yeah. over over some things, uh, some exciting things that are coming forward. And and I I was I've been not reluctant to give any information out, but I wanted you know to give um, everybody who's involved in the scene here their their space to shine. You know, I, I didn't want to try to overlap or steal anybody's thunder. You know, I wanted every everybody who's you know sitting at the table in Texas to have their opportunity to finish out their season and, and please peace and quiet so they can do whatever they want. And, and once that got done, all right, now we start, start doing our media blast. We start doing our promotional pieces. We start doing all the things that I've been sitting in queue for months, you know, and I'm, Oh God, I, I can't wait for the 14th. So I can just start offloading all this shit that I've been working on for the last several months since Mardi Gras and just, just fucking go, 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 and just build that hype, build the, build the anticipation, you know, and, and I cannot wait. Like, so well, you know, it's all, it's all been for, it's all been for reason. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm and, sure and that you have a whole strategy behind this and, uh, you know, we, we're just kind of selfish and we, we're also really excited. We're just excited, me, I, honestly. Guys are like, you know, win, win, win. It's like, <laughs> trust me, dude, I want to tell you, I want to tell you, but mm. we've got, I've got a, a rhyme and reason. And, you know, we're, we want to give, you know, and again, like we have to, you know, guys are focusing on World Cup. You know, they're not really going to give us much opportunity or thought, you know, when we're several months out from our first event. You know, and that's, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to fucking deny that. You know, right. everybody's excited about World Cup. Everybody's excited about doing that. You know, so that's the most important event. And as soon as it's done, all right, the, diet, the focus has changed. And now it's, an, it's time for us to put our foot down and, and move forward. So. For sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously you have the, the dates announcement, you've just released all of those kind of promotional, um, like hype videos with the animations, yeah. uh, which I thought that was really cool. I haven't really seen that out of anybody, not just in Texas, but 
anywhere in the in the paintball scene. So uh, that's a, that's a cool little addition. And even you know that that's it's, it's not it's like it's anything. Different. Yeah, it's not like it's anything that may or may not see like a financial return or anything like that. But it's oh, it's absolutely cool. not, absolutely not. The, again, most of the shit that I do, I'll never see a dime back for. It. Mm. But it made me happy. Like getting getting Macho Man. I'm not. I'm not going to get my money back from the fucking promo video that we, we had Macho Man come on and do, but I don't give a fuck. I got to tell my friends that the idea was, and this is just me being stupid again, drunk. How cool would it be to have like a bunch of professional wrestlers do promo videos between all the leagues and they all talk mad amounts of shit. The, you know, your promoter, your, your, you know, eighties wrestler is just dogging the shit out of the other dude. Who's talking about his league. And so um, we're all super drunk and like we're all laughing our ass off because this would be funny as fuck. And then like months go by and I'm like, okay, I can't get this out of my head. <laughs> and I went and got, I went and got Macho Man and he did the promo video and I, I laughed and I watch it. And I just laugh my ass off. So I, and then I made a second one. We haven't released that one yet, um, but we will because it just, it was funny. There's no rhyme or reason for it. And most of the shit that, you know, I look at on, wave top it just it's me just having fun with the space that we're in you know and if we can have you have that same enjoyment that same laugh then you're going to tell your friends about it you know regardless if you come play our series or not or mm-hmm. events you know that's just something funny like you know you remember funny commercials you don't remember fucking you know serious ones about right. cancer and some shit for sure know? yeah well um do you have any other like tidbits that you can share at this time like even if it's just dates or like even if it's no, just a message i, of I like, won't share any hey, dates. stay tuned or so you know. november 14th um let's see obviously you've shared that there's 150,000 reasons why to come i'm play. actually off i'm actually off my math by the way so mm. it's actually more than 150,000 so i fly back out so approximately noon on Monday, central mm-hmm. standard time. We'll be posting the dates, uh, for bunker fest, uh, okay. on November 14th. So I get off the plane about 11 pending, no issues. Um, when I get touched down in Texas, we'll be posting the dates for bunker fest, um, on the main page, on my page, on Instagram. Um, and then the website will get updated, uh, shortly thereafter. And then the following week, registration will open up. And then right now, I've, we've got a few other things we got we to get ready for that because um, we, we want to obviously incentivize teams. Um, so we've got a lot of things. And then we're going to do um, a live Q&A um, the following Monday, which I believe will be like mm-hmm. it's be the 21st, I think. Yeah, because it's... it's uh, 14th we'll release it the 21st the dates and then on the 28th we're going to do a q a uh, okay. on the bunker fest page and so you know guys can hammer with all their fucking questions so they'll have you know the event come out then they're gonna have thanksgiving so we're having you know, i love doing everything with a date that has some type of symbology or symbolism to it mm-hmm. um so you know feast and giving that's why we're doing the uh registration opening on thanksgiving week and then the following week, you know, all right, now I'm all fat and happy now, but I want more. Mm-hmm. So, so come yeah. Monday, you know, having, having, the, having that conversation, look forward to it. 
November is going to be an exciting month for sure. Yeah. Right. So, so and you know, and, and like the the guys in Denver, we are going to Denver. Um, um, they felt like they got left out because I didn't put it on the the promo that we did before. But we are going to Denver. Um, I, I haven't forgotten about you guys. I just wanted to give the Texas because it is first. Um, it's it's opportunity to to take forefront. But we are going to Texas, or we are going to Denver. Um, we are still working on the dates. Got some logistical things that have to get taken care of. For you know, I have a good warm and fuzzy on that. But we are going one way or the other. We're still going to go. We all can calm their tits and you know. And chill I think out. you just uh, recently also, uh, at least from what I saw, you recently tagged the the field that it's going to be at. Yeah. So APC is right now where it's slated to go. Um, we met with Tony. Was that June? I met with Tony at some point this year. I flew out there, walked his park. Um, he's got a good facility. So that's where we're looking at. But Tony is expanding into another a new field. And so right now we don't know which APC facility that we're going to. Um, Tony obviously would like us to go to his new field because it's his new field. He wants to show right. it off. And respectfully so, I completely agree with it. But if it's not ready, then we've we're gonna know probably within by the first event where we're going. And then in that time, then we can give everybody a, a you know a date. I have my tentative dates, but you know, I don't want I'm not gonna give you any information that is not hundred uh, percent, but I will give you information that is hundred percent in a timely fashion. And like we talked about earlier, that's one of my things, you know, I feel across the board. Nobody gives timely information that is of critical need until it's too goddamn fucking late. You know, um, and I feel like it's always important, regardless of how much information you have, you give it to your troops. The more information that you have at, at any given point, it's going to help you better facilitate, uh, you know, an 80, 70 or 80 percent solution than no information at all, you know, or 100 percent of the information way too fucking late. I will do my absolute best to always, always, you can bank on that, is to give, you know, as much information as I possibly can. And, you know, it's not like guys don't know where the fuck I'm at. I get messaged at like three in the morning. Right. Daily. So. Yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, so y'all, you've got, you've got your dates now. You've got your dates for the dates. Uh, definitely stay tuned on all those pages because November is going to be here before you know it. All oh, right, yeah. So, uh, Chris, I think we're going to open it up to some questions and we've had the oh. chat kind of pop off. Uh, so let me kind of scroll through really quickly. I know I've been getting trolled a little bit by my own guys, but you know, that's how it goes. Um, so yeah, just some comments about, uh, kind of current scene stuff that, uh, they're, they're hoping to see change. I, I won't, I put you on the spot with any of those things. Um, you know, and I, I mean, that's one of the things I, t I even told Tom is like, I'm not here to compete with anybody. Mm -hmm. I'm here to do my own thing. I don't like the the idea that I'm out here to compete, you know, with anybody. Same thing with like clothing and, and Jed with, um, um, comp. I think it's short for competition. Said the same thing. I don't compete, give a fuck. Yes. Yeah. I compete. I don't care. And he said it, but he's like, I don't care. You know, if you're buying from me or, or Charles, or him, as long as, you know, you guys are doing something in Texas. Right. And that's, and that's a good mentality to have. It's like, I'm not here to say that we're better than X. I'm not saying here we're better than Y. 
I'm saying that we give you, we're giving you another option. And to me, as a player, that's the most important piece. But now I have more options. And then on the larger side, us as you know, businesses have to adjust just as the market does to make sure that we can be and stay viable and, you know, a respectable option for whoever decides to invest in us, you know? Mm. So I, and, 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 you know, circling back to it, it was like, I don't like to, I'm not here to throw anybody in the bus or say we're better than X, Y, and Z. It's, it just turns into a, you know, a, Sh- a Chevy versus Ford argument. Right. You know? Right. For sure. All right. So uh, looking at the, the comments here. First question. I think this question was back when you were kind of telling us more about the commander's cup and, uh, kind of your vision for that. He, uh, this is from Josh De Leon on the Titans. He asks, does Chris think that other leagues are soft when it comes to overshooting penalties? No, cause I've gotten gross majors in WC. I've got gross majors in MVPS. Um, I don't think I've got one in six L to me. And I've said this with the refs and I said it at the, the, the money rounds for, Mardi Gras. I don't give a fuck if you shoot each other in the fucking dirt. I think obviously there needs to be, and this goes on the refs to understand, okay, at what point do we get to the part where it becomes unsafe? Right. Um, and, you know, when a guy cowers or turns or puts his head down at that point, that's when it should Wait, stop. Are you still- mm-hmm. um, so like if a dude comes through like a case in point, that video with, uh, Right. I'm sorry, but we should already be in bed. It's nine o'clock. Mm. Um, the, the, the blast camp and ruthless, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first part of the video, homeboy gets walked off. I think so, it was, uh, of course, I think it was ruthless and distortion, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, that's. I think you're right. Um, so earlier in the match, homeboy get, from distortion gets walked off. So tit for tat. That's that's how it goes, and especially at at that at that level. You want to be the hammer? Be the hammer. Sometimes, motherfucker, you're gonna be a nail. You know? Do I think that's wrong? Nope. Do I, I do I think there should have been a penalty? Nope. So, you know, I think a lot of that goes down to the conversation that the the league has with its refs. Um, you know, and I've I've told my guys and Dylan, he runs all the refs. He's our our ref manager. Um, let them play. You know, if if they're being grimy. Let them be grimy. But as soon as they get over that threshold, give them the fucking business. And that's why all of our refs have fucking radios. That's why we have a guy in the watchtower. You know, we have, you know, dudes watching. You know, and, and that's one of the things like your refs suck. No, there's just 12 refs out there. You're used to six refs. You're used to eight refs. There's four more sets of eyes watching you. It's a big difference. You know, and refing is one of the most subjective things. And like I we have our ref chat. And I tell those dudes all the time, it's like, you are the reason we will fail or we will succeed. No, like I can give them 4,500 fills and I can give them the perfect fucking paint. But if you guys aren't out there doing what you're supposed to be doing and making sure the game says or game stays fair and balanced, non, non biased, then it, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to drive forward the best event that we can possibly um, give, you know? So to me, you know, I don't think that, the, there's soft leagues, you know, but at the same time, you know, you can't make it lawless. You can't you know, allow right. a distortion event to happen every single fucking time. That being said, 
you know, there's matches where 406 was playing collision. It was like that every fucking point. Me and David would shoot the shit out of each other or Cowboy would shoot the fucking shit out of, uh, out of Kelly. And it was just like, that's just how it was. You know, you that's just expect it. Don't go bitch about it. Don't be a little fucking girl. Uh, no offense to anybody. But that's just, you step up. You want to you be a fucking a badass? Well, guess what, man? You got to earn your stripes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I remember the the talk that captain's meeting that you had with us right before the money matches at Mardi Gras. It was just, hey, shoot each other to your heart's content. But the second you point your finger after you're dead, you're getting a flag. Oh yeah, edge. like and and like and I I was sitting there and it was it was Anthony. Um, he's he's local. He was sitting right in front of me. The Dorito side shoots the dude, mm-hmm. gets yep. shot, and it goes like that. And all you hear you hear Anthony. Give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. Yep. I, we remember and that. that. Co- and it, it was it was overtime him. in the finals match. And it yep. cost and him the match. Him. Yep. And it's like, that's the one thing, dude. It's like, let the refs do their job. And, it, and as soon as the shitty part is, if it would have just waited fucking a second, that guy gets pulled. Your dude walks off. It's a now a two on one. You win the fucking match. Yep. But instead, you pointed. You didn't let the boys do what they're supposed to, you know, what they got hired to do, and you lost, you know, fucking, uh, what is it, fucking four grand or some shit? What I don't, remember, I don't know what the cut was, but you know, it and it sucked because it's like, well, fuck, man, like it just hurts, you know? Yeah, but it is what it is. I mean, that's 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 them, how them's the rules. Uh, so another question here, uh, from my, uh, teammate, Mike Lundgren, he asks, uh, what is your favorite product that you've made? Um, probably jerseys. Cause we get to really have the, the largest canvas mm. to express, um, our designs as well as, you know, our, our players designs. So probably jerseys would be my favorite product to make. Um, but I love making headbands. I love making all goggle straps. Uh, the gear bags a bit more super fun to to develop and test and you know we're continually trying to get those make those better but if i had to pick one product it would be jerseys i got to i got to say uh the the favorite product that i have at least the thing my favorite thing that has under on it isn't actually a product from under it's uh I'm sure you you know exactly uh, what i'm talking yeah. about this right here yeah the double fist rangel which is signed by you i got oh. it signed at uh mardi gras this is the my favorite uh right yeah here. That, that's that's ryan um it's all him like it was crazy like that whole transpire of events like all of that is like nutty when i look back at it it, it just it just happened you know i was fucking we're, we're about to do it i looked over at paul from violence i was like hey let me get that fucking ski mask put the ski mask on grab two bottles boom boom and it, it just it all just worked uh, another question here: uh, Will Medello ever sponsor the Bunker Fest Beer Gardens? Man, I wish, dude. I, like, <laughs> I, like, I, if nothing else, I wish Medello would just tell me to stop. Yeah. Uh, we. I remember when um, what was it Denver Chaos became Medello A Team. We were yeah. so sad, man. We were so like the, the thing is, is I would need to find somebody who's at the distribution or the, the bottling company to give us the same thing that they got. That's, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm obviously just trying to go after the, the head of the snake, but you know, for those guys, um, they have someone locally right. who is 
able to do that on the local scene. So if like, you know, say someone's listening who works at the plant, knows the plant POA, um, if you will, then that would be the person we would reach out to to get said sponsorship or endorsement from that that bottling plant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like I said, I, it's more of a running joke for me just to like tag them over and over at this point than actually go and do something viable to go to um, a bottling company here um, who might produce Modelo um, in Texas. So, would it be cool? Fuck yeah, man. I'd absolutely love it. I'd, I'd welcome it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Well, if you if you find that person, please send their contact info our way because we've been trying to get in with Modelo for, uh, for <laughs> pretty much two years now. Yeah. And uh, we were sad that Denver Chaos beat us to it. Yeah, because I remember everybody started tagging me and I'm like, and I look at it, I'm like, okay, it's it's I, and not, and not an Octomarian. I'm like, okay, that's kick-ass. But it's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the head of their Instagram page to be like, bros, these are those dudes. All right, everybody go over. That's what I'm looking for, that clout. Right. You know, and, but it would be kick-ass to, to have a local yeah, distributor or a plant, you know, for sure. Um, be part of us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one last question that I would have more about kind of that your uh, under industries would be um, as far as like future goals and other products that you would be doing, uh, would you ever consider uh, being a paint distributor? No. Um, and and this is just from having multiple conversations with, with Mike Hinman while he was running APX. Um, it's not something that I would want to be involved with in that aspect. Um, one, I don't have the technical knowledge to be able to do it. Okay. Two, there's other professionals yeah, who've been doing it for a lot longer than um, I'd be able to feel comfortable in that space. I think the, the smarter move is just to use whatever company to make branded um, Bunker Fest paint. Okay. Um, that to me is, is a smarter, um, as a cooperation piece than setting forth to ever do something like that. Right. Um, you know, not to say that Mike didn't make his money with APX, but I know the amount of headache that he had to deal with. Is it worth it? I don't know. Um, okay. So, and I, it's, I think it's, it's just one of those tough, it's, a, it's obviously the, the most hot button item, if you will, in our sport, you have to have right. paint. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it's definitely, uh, but for myself, no, I, I have no interest whatsoever being in that. In that yeah, opinion. it's. it's I'd, rather, it's I'd rather. It's a tough thing to somebody. get into. Tough thing to get into. It seems like I don't know, maybe well saturated already. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you got you got HK doing their thing. You got Vulcan, which I know they're about to make a new plant, and then you've got you know GI up in Canada, and you know from a logistical standpoint, that's you know, shit's tough. It's expensive. You know, trying to get raw material, which comes majority from Europe. Um, I, I know a lot of peg comes from Russia, like the raw material that you need for for that. And then you think, you know, you got pharmaceutical companies, you know, buying up that material tenfold. And then you're a stupid ass paintball company, you know, trying to make paintballs, you know. So, you know, you're not on the pecking order of distribution networks of priority, you know, when, when shit like that comes up. So for sure. All right. 
Uh, so yeah, I think that does it for all of our questions for the chat. So one last thing that I ask everybody that comes on the show, uh, are there any Texas based teams, players, brands, or projects that have caught your attention lately? So who in Texas, if nobody else knows about them, who does Texas need to know about? Um, I would say probably the, the most, um, prolific are the guys that I recognize the most quit little bear. Um, I see you guys a lot and I see the, the, the cyclone guys. The reason I see the cyclone guys is because I got that big ass tour bus. Um, <laughs> and then, and then greed would probably be my, my third um, for programs that I see the most um, that I would, I would have to say, Hey, these guys are a good organization to be part of, you know, or just keep an eye on. Well, appreciate the shout out. Shout out to uh, Jason Bonner and greed. I had him on, I think two episodes, three episodes ago. Um, Shout out to Texas Cyclones. I had Niles on, actually. He was a very early supporter of the show. Uh, I had him on, I think, episode five, and we're on episode 18 now. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, shout out to those guys. Very uh, good programs. I look forward uh, to next year. Hopefully, we're going to be competing against each other a little bit more. Uh, I'm do my best. Make it, make it happen. Oh, yeah. So. All right. So uh, that does it for our time, Chris. Uh, do you have any last shout outs or things you'd like to say before we sign off? Um, like everybody like, kind of recap on a couple parts is, you know, going in for next season, you know, for, for bunker fest as a whole, I hope you give us an opportunity. Um, I really hope you, you sit down around the table and you look at the pros and cons of where you're playing at currently. Um, you know, and you, you do a good analysis of that, of your season and you, you know, give us, uh, an app opportunity of conversation with your team to come and participate. We've got a lot of stuff planned. I look forward to having a lot of Q and A's. Um, you know, I want the involvement from our player base because it's important. Their voices are what drives the, the train. So I'm looking, looking forward to, to having those conversations and, you know, we need, we need everybody to, to talk about that. So, you know, when, uh, November 14th comes around, I hope that everybody has that, that conversation with their team and, and following week and then the following week, when we, we keep releasing more and more information, um, is that we have that opportunity for, for guys to to look at us and know, okay, the Mardi Gras event was, was the, the standard and we're only going to go forward from here. And so, you know, give us that, give us that chance. So. Awesome. All right, Chris, uh, thank you so much. And uh, thank you everybody watching for tuning in. Um, be sure to go follow Chris. Uh, he has a couple of different platforms. If you're looking to follow under industries, yep. he's at UNDR industries on Facebook and Instagram. Also follow BunkerFest. That's at BunkerFest underscore paintball on Instagram. Also has his Facebook page. Uh, he posts uh, on both of them. So make sure you follow both. Um, so y'all, what other guests would you like to see on the show? Be sure to leave a comment down below while you're at it. Hit the subscribe button. The show goes live weekly here on twitch.tv slash in the pits paintball podcast and recordings are posted to YouTube, Amazon, Apple podcasts, and Spotify the next day. Uh, shout out to my partners and sponsors, FU athletics, get that shot, paintball Kumite and compete. Uh, we will see you all next week on Wednesday for episode 19. We will have Jesse Stevens of San Antonio X factor, uh, X factor, um, they're, they've really turned it around after kind of a, a rough start to the year. They've gotten back-to-back uh, -back semifinals appearances. Um, and so next week, I think we're going to have Jesse like right after the world cup layout drop. So we'll get to hear his thoughts on that as well. All right, Chris. So thank you so much.
Appreciate it. Thanks again, Harry. I'm on tonight.